Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Good morning, everyone who is listening. Good morning. All my life, I can say to you this morning, God has been faithful. All my life, he has been so, so good. And this morning, as Anne read Psalms 23, she spoke about the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. And if you look at the different translations, in the King James Version, David says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. In the NLT, it says, I have all that I need. The Amplified said, I don't need a thing. And another version says, I lack nothing. And this morning, I'm not sure where you are. In the midst of the crisis, you may be jobless. You may even be faced with a situation that you possibly may be homeless. You may be out of food or, 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 or natural supplies like tissue and those things. Like a lady told me yesterday that she has no ginger, no, no, no garlic, no tissue. They can't get those in New York. And I thought about it and I said, God, these are the things that we live with every day. And we take them for granted that we do have them. And I, when she thought about it, I, I, I started to think and I said, should, should I, do I need to be cutting back on the amount of plies of tissue that I use? And, and, and it is true because if, if they are short in New York where she went to supermarket at 6, joining a line for it to open at 8, and there is still no tissue. And water is rationed. She's only allowed to have two bottles, two gallons. But this morning, even in that, even in the shortages, even in the lack that we seem to have, and the, and the world seems to be having a lack, David remind us this morning that in my shepherd, in the shepherd, in the Lord who is my shepherd, I lack nothing. I have all that I need. I shall not want. I don't need a thing. The psalmist this morning, the Psalm 23 this morning is known to be written by Psalm David. Actually, the Psalm 23 is called the Psalm of David. It is a psalm that you and I know from memory because I remember learning this in elementary school. And we had to recite it mornings after mornings. It's a psalm that many use to comfort and to inspire them. And even for persons who don't know the Lord as their, their shepherd or don't know him as their savior. They still go back to Psalm 23 to find that comfort in the difficult times that they have. And as I shared and I, as I prepared this week, I remembered my grandmother. I can't forget my grandmother. That woman taught me so many things, not even in terms of what she said, but in terms of her words. The life that she lived, the conversations you heard her having with others. And I remembered my grandmother's stories being told over and over of my grandmother not having any food because her husband had died. Not having any food. And my grandmother knew the Lord who was her shepherd. And she would fill her pot with water. And she would put her sticks together or her wood together and make her fire. And she'd put her pot with her water on the fire. Because she knew the shepherd would provide. And they would say that the water would boil out and she would fill the pot because she knew. She never gave up. She knew that her God would provide. And they would say that the, the gate would be knocked. You hear someone calling, Mother, Mother Lou. And there was someone coming with a chicken or someone coming with some bananas or someone coming with something. And because of the nature of my grandmother, she's not the woman who's going to say, I'm going to cook today and put down some for tomorrow. No, she's going to call her neighbors and she's going to share it. Because she said, if I am in need today, the possibility exists that somebody else next door is in need. And I remembered even as a child, I can't recall. I, in my memory, maybe I did. But in my memory, the first time I went to the doctor was, was when I was about 18. I had 
um, food poisoning from having something from the can. And though that, at that time, my grandmother wasn't well. But I remembered every time we were sick, my grandmother would come and she would lay her hands on us and she would cry out to her physician before any doctor was consulted. She knew that her shepherd was also a doctor. And she would cry out to her doctor. And she would cry out to him. And be, I remembered my brother once having what we call in Jamaica fits. And he fell and his eyes we were playing. And his eyes were just turning over. And I cried out, Mama. And she came. And she laid her hands. Epilepsy. We in Jamaica we call it fits. But it's epilepsy. But she came and she laid her hands on him. And you just saw him shaking out of it. Because she believed that her shepherd was not only one who provides for her in terms of her food, but he also heals. He was a physician who heals. I also remembered knowing that my grandmother's husband died, leaving her with three young children. I think the oldest was about 10. And she was never working. She was a pastor who, who was never paid a salary monthly, weekly. And my grandmother needed the Lord for her protection and for the protection of her children. And so she depended on her shepherd. She depended on the same shepherd that David wrote about long time ago to protect her, to protect her family and to protect the people that he gave her to shepherd. And so this morning as I stand, I can say to you, I have heard of the shepherd through David. I heard of him through my grandmother. And I have tested and known him for myself. All my life, he has been faithful. The shepherd's responsibility is to care for and to protect the sheep. He knows where the green pastures are. He knows where the quiet waters are that restores our souls. And David says, I lack nothing because he's my shepherd. Even though you look on and I, and I may have desires, David says, because he's the all-sufficient one. Everything I need is in him. So if I know him as my shepherd, I go to him. David was fully aware of the role of a shepherd. And he was fully aware of the role of a sheep. And so David speaks to us through this, through this psalm this morning, through the eyes. He gives us a vantage point through the eyes of the sheep. Because David himself was a shepherd boy. And so he knew that his sheep needed these things. The sheep, sheep cannot defend themselves because they are defenseless. He knows that his sheep are totally dependent on him for everything they need. If they get a, a, a little cut, they cannot do anything. He has to, to, to dress that wound. If they are hungry, and, and, he, and he would look and he would say, okay, that pasture has only two more days supply of food for them. And he knows to move them and when to move them. And he knows when the water is too rough for them. And he knows to move them to that place that is quiet. Where they would not fall in. Because when they fall in, they cannot help themselves to get out. Because they say, sheep are so defenseless. He knows the predators that will come. And he knows how to ward them off with his rod and with his staff. And so David says... I know the role and the function of a shepherd. But I also know the role and the function of a sheep. And I want us to turn to 1 Samuel 7. 17, I'm sorry. And we're going to be looking at verses 34 to 36. And I'm going to ask Sister Tamar to read for me. Verse 
This reading comes from the NLT version. It says, But David persisted. I have been taking care of my father's sheep and goats, he said. When a lion or a bear comes to steal a lamb from the flock, I go after it with a club and rescue the lamb from its mouth. If the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and club it to death. I have done this both to both lions and bears, and I'll do it to, the, to this pagan Philistine too. And I'll do it to this pagan Philistine too, for he has defied the armies of the living God. Verse 37, the Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear will rescue me from this Philistine. Amen. So we see David, when you look at the scripture, you will see David tending his father's sheep. And he says, when a lion or a bear came and carried off one of the sheep, he went after it and he struck it. And he rescued his sheep. So in that role, David is the shepherd. Seeing that his, his sheep are being attacked by predators. And he knows that they are defenseless. And so what David, David goes after those predators. And the same way, the Lord being our shepherd knows our predators. He knows bill payment is a predator. He knows that food shortage is a predator. He knows that sickness is a predator. And he knows this relational issue that we find ourselves in. They are predators to our souls. And he goes after them because he knows that those who totally depend on him are defenseless. Because if you are totally depending, there is nothing you can do. There is no tactics or strategy that you have in place. Because you have already given over total control to your shepherd. And so he knows and he looks and he hears and he comes and he rescues. But David also said that when the lion or the bear turned towards me or turned back at me, he said he seized it and he struck it and he killed it. But although David, did, David recognized that it was the Lord who delivered him, in the natural realm, a man cannot fight a bear or a lion. In the natural sense, a man do not have the strength of a lion or of a bear. If you see a bear, a lion taking down a, a buffalo, you will realize a man does not have the strength naturally to even come against or to stand against a lion. So David recognized that all of this was supernatural because it was my shepherd who did it. So looking at David's life, David, when he wrote the psalm, he said, I know what a shepherd does. I understand what a shepherd can do, but I also understand the need of a sheep. And so David was able to personalize Psalm 23. And he didn't say to Israel, Israel, the Lord is our shepherd. He says no, because the reality is not everyone saw him or sees God as their shepherd. And David is saying, he is my shepherd. David personalized it because he said, when I was in need, he rescued me. When I was in need, he protected me. When I was running from Saul, he kept me and he provided me with food. So David knew firsthand what it is like to be a sheep needing a shepherd. Peter says in 1 Peter 5 verse 4, Jesus, he is a sheep, chief shepherd. In Hebrews 13, verse 20, the writer of Hebrews says, He's the great shepherd of the sheep. Jacob says, He has been my shepherd. In, in Genesis 20, 48, verse 12, He has been my shepherd all my life. So when we just sing that song a while ago, all my life he has been faithful. All my life he has been so, so good. Jacob is saying, all my life, from Abraham to Isaac and all that he did for my father and my grandfather, I have seen the goodness of God in my life. So who is this shepherd? John 10, 11 and John 10, 
14 tells us who is the shepherd. John 10, 11 says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for his sheep. Verse 14, I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me. So in John 10, verses 11 and 14, Jesus was sharing with his disciples who is the good shepherd because we have good shepherd and we have bad shepherd I remember a friend of mine told me yesterday that she was told someone went to, on a trip to Israel and they, they, the, the tour guide was explaining to them about the good shepherd and he was saying to them that a good shepherd goes before his sheep and he leads them and so while they were driving on the road they saw a man dressed like a shepherd and he was whipping the sheep and he was whipping them, driving them to move forward from behind. And so one of the Tories said, so how did you say a, good, a shepherd goes ahead and leads the sheep? And the tour guide said, no, that's not a shepherd, that's a butcher. A butcher drives the sheep, but a shepherd leads the sheep. A butcher drives the sheep, but a shepherd goes before and leads the sheep. So when God says to you, I am a good shepherd. When Jesus says, I am a good shepherd. It's because he says, I go before you and I lead you. I even lay down my life for you. I know you. And if we look at, 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 at St. John. Jesus says, the sheep in verse, verse 3. The sheep listens to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. So there's a, a way, there's a connection between the sheep and the shepherd. They know his voice. And he knows his sheep by name. When you Make the Lord your shepherd. He knows you by name. Imagine when you're standing in a crowd and if someone calls out your name and they say, Tamar. No other person may turn around but Tamar. If there may be two Tamars in, the, in, in, in that crowd, rarely. But when you hear your name, you know it is you. He knows you intimately. He knows you by name. And the persons who know your name, they know a little more about you. He says he knows his sheep by name. And he calls them by name. So those who make the Lord his shepherd are uniquely known by God. He says he leads them. He leads you where you are to go. And even through the challenging moments. Even through the moments of when you think it is lack. Because it's about what we think. It's our perspective. I may think I do not have. Because, you know, I thought about grandma. My friend's grandma. And I remember hearing grandma would say, I am hungry. And what I realized at the time I thought about it, I said, but why would grandma be hungry? But when grandma has food, but grandma says, I'm hungry because if she needs grape, she's hungry. And she's starving because she needs grape and she didn't have grape. No matter what else she has in her mind, she was starving. And I thought about it. And I, then you never understood it because maybe I never needed grape. But the, the other day I found myself needing tambourine. And no matter the amount of food that I had, if I had bananas and mangoes and apples, it meant nothing. I felt like I was dying because I needed tambourine. And then I realized my needs are based on my perspective. Because the, Lord, because the Lord says, according David says, when you make the Lord your shepherd, you lack nothing. So look in your life and see what it is that you have been crying out to him last week or last night or this morning about that you're saying, God, I do not have. 
And if you stop and really look, isn't there something else that can fill into that place to meet that need? If you are hungry, either that you are totally out of food or you are out of what you want to eat. And David is saying to us, when you make the Lord your shepherd, the all-sufficient one has everything you need. So yes, some persons lost their jobs. And the truth is, all of us think we need a job to survive. But when you make the Lord your shepherd, it's not the job who pays the bills. It is the shepherd who provides. David says, when I struck the lion and I struck the bear and I killed it, I recognized that it was not my strength. It was not the club that I had. It was not how good a shepherd I was. It was the Lord who delivered me. When you realize that you are paying bills or you cannot pay bills, you will realize and you trust the Lord to be your shepherd. You will realize that all your life, all that you had was never because of you. It was your supernatural God who provided. I thought about a friend of mine whose car was not, was, wasn't working. And I said, maybe that person is saying, Lord, I need a car. Lord, what's happening to me? Why I can't have a car? Why my car? But there it was, the Lord had a car that was not being driven the same day. And so I am realizing that everything I need, God has provided. It's just need that I need to change my perspective. Basic water. <laughs> I have someone who is basically caught up with having water. And I realize is that every conversation is water. <laughs> and so I'm realizing that I get, um, because she's so caught up with the thought of having water, I'm always having water. And so God is saying to us this morning, I have been faithful. If you stop and look back, the point that the moment that you're here, it meant that I have provided. How many times have you cried out in the past to the Lord for what you didn't have or didn't even know that you would survive not having? And he showed us that I have brought you this far. I am your provider when you make me your shepherd. When you totally depend on me. So what does the shepherd do? Isaiah 41 10 tells us. Isaiah 41 10 reads, Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up in my victorious right hand. So God says, when you make me your shepherd, I strengthen you and I help you and I uphold you with my righteous right hand. So this morning, I'm not sure where you are. What is happening in your life? Do you need to be strengthened this morning? Here God is saying to you, when you make me your shepherd, when you are totally, not partially dependent, because when we are partially dependent, we think that we have to get in the mix. And we think it's an X and a Y equation. God plus me meet my needs. No. When you make him your shepherd, when you are totally dependent on God for your provision, is the only X in the equation. 2X, 3X, because he can multiply so much to give you what you need. He said, are you in need of strength this morning? I can strengthen you and help you. I do you need to be uphold this morning. I can uphold you in my right hand. Ezekiel 34 verses 11 to 16 tells us this morning. For this is what the sovereign Lord says. I myself will search and find my sheep. I will be like a shepherd looking for his scattered flock. I will find my sheep and rescue them from all the places where they were scattered on that dark and cloudy day. 
I will bring them back home to their own land of Israel from among the peoples and nations. I will feed them on the mountains of Israel and by the rivers and in all the places where people live. Yes, I will give them good pasture land on the high hills of Israel. There they will lie down in pleasant places and feed in the lush pastures of the hills. I myself will tend my sheep and give them a place to lie down in peace, says the Sovereign Lord. I will, I will search for my lost ones who strayed away, and I will bring them safely home again. I will bandage the injured and strengthen the weak. But I will destroy those who are fat and powerful. I will feed them. Yes, feed them justice. So here God is saying to you and I this morning, when you make him your shepherd. He said, not will I send someone to search for you. He said, I myself will search for my sheep and look after them. He says, when you need to be rescued, I will rescue my sheep from all the places where they have been scattered. And the scattering may not be physical, but the scattering may be mentally. Mentally right now because of what is happening. You're all over the place worrying, wondering, God, what is going to happen to me? And he says, I will bring them out and I will gather them. I will pasture them, meaning that he will provide food for you to eat, even in the time of lack. He says, I will tend them in a good pasture. I will feed them in a rich pasture. I will tend my sheep and have them lie down in peace. So you who have no rest this morning, you who said I cannot sleep because I am worried, make the Lord your shepherd and you will have rest. He said I will search for the lost. And bring back the strays. He says for those who are sick. He will bind up the injured. And strengthen the weak. But the sleek and the strong. He will destroy. Those are the ones who have failed to totally depend on him. Those are the ones who say God. It is about you and me. We have to do this thing together. I have to be employed. I have to have this and that around me. For me to be comfortable because my comfort is dependent upon how I see myself having the thing that I need. And God is saying to you and I this morning, I will destroy those who depend on themselves. But for those who totally depend on me, those who are so, because they are so totally depend on me, they are defenseless. They don't know where to turn, who to turn to but me. I will come and rescue. I will come and provide. I will come and search for you and find you and tend to you. I will strengthen you where you are weak. I will feed you when you are hungry. And you may not get lobster and shrimp. You may not get snapper and salmon. But if he sends you some peas, he's saying that is what I need you to eat. And when we think about the, the Israelites, they cried out to the Lord and he provided manna. But they, did, they weren't satisfied with the manna. So they were really not in need. Their perspective said we needed quail, we needed meat to eat. What has the Lord provided? Yet you are crying out for something else. What has the Lord provided? But you are crying out, say, God, yes. I see the apple, but I want tambourine. I see the apple, but I want grape. God is saying to us this morning, when you make me your shepherd, nothing, nothing will you lack. Because I know your needs and I will provide your needs. In John 10, he says, his sheep knows his voice and they will not follow 
a stranger. He says, I am the gate through which my sheep comes through. And when you come through him, he says, I give you salvation. That's verse 9. And he says, when you come to him, he allows you to go out and come in in pasture. Because he knows where the green valleys are. He knows where the pastures are. And many of us want to always be on the mountaintop. And he says, no, I have to take you down in the valley. Because it's in the valley that you grow the most. And I was watching a documentary yesterday on the shepherd. And they say, ever so often when it comes to the winter, they go up into the mountains. And they take the sheep. But they know that they have to be down before summer. Because it becomes too hard and hot. And the sheep needs to come down to lose the air, the, the wool. Because it will be too hot. So he has to take them down to shear them. So that they, they, they can breathe easily. But you and I sometimes, we just want to be on the mountain top. And the mountain top for you and I may mean we have the money in the bank account. That we get confused, spending hours trying to shop. And he said, I have to close the malls to keep you with the little money that you had. Yes. I have to lock down the country so that you have the little money that you have. You can save it. I remembered when I went to Kenya. I knew I had $100. I just could not find the $100. And I wanted it to buy souvenirs and I wanted because I wanted to take it back and I saw so many things I wanted. And I'm looking for that $100 and I couldn't. I said, maybe I used it and didn't even realize. When I got to Texas, in the same wallet, I found the $100. And you know what I did? I went to the supermarket because I had spending power. And I shopped. And I bought my beans. And I bought the rice. And I bought the seasoning. And I bought the thing that I needed. And I said, God, you know that I would buy things in Kenya that I would not need. But you hid that money from me. So even then, he protected me. from And gave me no spending power in Kenya. So that I could come back to America. When Corona was going to be announced that I am here. He said, I needed to buy beans. I needed to buy rice. I needed to buy seasoning. As you land in Texas, I needed you to spend to buy the things you needed. And that's the God I know. He provides. What is it that you need this morning? That in your mind that you do not have. And you're crying out to the Lord. And he's saying to you, my daughter, when you totally depend on me, you have everything. You have everything. It may not look the way you want it to look. The Israelites wanted quail, as I said. They wanted meat. But the manna had everything they needed. They had the vitamin K, the vitamin C, the vitamin B, the vitamin D. Everything was in the manna that they needed. All the nutrients they needed, the manna had. But they remembered the leeks and the onions that they left behind in Egypt. What leeks and onions are you looking back at? Remembering the good old days. The days when I had. The days when I lacked nothing. The days when I had more spending power. The days when I, and we know the days. And God is saying to you, yes, I provided that then. But where you are now, I have provided everything you need. Everything you need. I provide everything. Second Peter 1 verse 3 tells us that his divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him. So when you know him as your shepherd, when you, and I mean, when I say knowing, I mean know. It's not a knowing from knowing about him as a shepherd. Because David says, he's my shepherd. Because when I was a sheep, he protected me. He delivered me. He fed me. He tended me. 
When you know him, he says, I give you everything you need for life and for godliness. Back in John 10, he says, the good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. And he says, I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Not intellectually, but my sheep experience me. My sheep have experimented with me and realized that I am a good shepherd. Just as the father knows the son. Imagine. He says, when you know him and he knows you, he equates it to his father knowing him and he knowing his father. And remember this scripture says, Jesus says, I and my father are one. When you see me, you see my father. And if Jesus, Jesus is saying that when I am your good shepherd, when you call me and know me as your good shepherd, you know me the way I know my father. That intimacy that we spoke about last week, that intimacy that Jesus had when he surrendered to his father, that's the intimacy the good shepherd wants you and I to have this morning. Charles Spurgeon says, before a man or a woman can truly say, the Lord is my shepherd. He or she must first relate to a sheep in its dependency and the nature of its will. Before you and I can say, the Lord is my good shepherd, I know him. We must first relate to the sheep as the sheep totally depend. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. His sheep hears him and he listens. He knows the sound of the shepherd. What is your shepherd saying this morning? Is he calling you to come and know him? Is he saying to you, calling you by name, come my child. I have already laid down my life for you. Come and allow me to be your savior. What role does the shepherd want to play in your life this morning? Is he calling you to say, come my child. I have all the provision you need. I can protect you. I can be your physician. I can heal you. I can bind up where you're wounded in your heart or in your physical body. What is the shepherd crying out to you this morning? Do you hear him? The shepherd anticipates the needs of his sheep. And he says, before you call, I answer. Before you even know that your car is not going to work, I know I have one going to be parked, waiting on you to have the need. Before you even know that you need water, I know that whole food will be dispensing it by the gallon where there will be no shortage. Before you even need tissue. I know that there's someone I'm going to send one in the mail. Or I'm going to have one supermarket having even one for you. What is it that you're in need of this morning? Because David says, when you make the Lord your shepherd, you lack nothing. So why are you in lack? Is he not your shepherd? He knows his sheep individually. And he knows one loves water and he knows the other loves tissue and he knows the other one needs tambourine and he knows what do you need this morning because he says no good thing will I withhold from you no good thing will the Lord withhold from those who walk uprightly but what I've also realized is that my belief determines my action. My grandmother believed that the Lord was her shepherd. And so she went to him for whatever needs she had. She believed that he had the ability, he had the love. She believed that he cared enough she believed that the invisible God was visible in her needs. 
because he provided. She believed the invisible God that when she cried out, though she could not see him, she knows when she cried out. He says, I hear you. Daniel prayed. And the scripture says, Daniel, the moment you bend your heart or you bow your knees to cry out, I have already responded. The, re the, the answer may not come like Daniel until 21 days later. But God says the moment you humble yourself, the moment you recognize that you are the one God that I am depending on totally, is the moment he responds. The all-sufficient one says, I will be there for you so you would lack no good thing. In Deuteronomy 2, 7, Moses tells the Israelites that for 40 years the Lord their God has been with you and you have lacked nothing. And this morning I know that there are persons listening who are saying, yes, I hear you. But my reality is this. My rent is due. My mortgage is due. I do not have any chicken to cook dinner today. Or I do not have the rice with the beans to cook today. And God is saying to you and I, I have already provided for your need. If you make me your shepherd, you will see that I have already provided it for you. To change your perspective of what your needs are. Lord, I need a pair of shoes. And he's saying, look at the other five that you have. <laughs> right, purple may not be able to go with blue. But if you, if, if, if you, if you mix and match, you become the, the fashion statement. <laughs> Lord, I need that. And he's saying to you, I have provided. And I remember the time even more recently when I cried out and I said, God, I know what I needed. I know what I wanted. And in my mind's eyes, I kept looking back at the onions and the leeks. And God says, I am the all-sufficient one. No good thing do I withhold. He says, no good thing does the Lord our shield and shepherd who bestows favor and honor withholds from those who, whose walk is blameless. But one of the things I recognize with the sheep and the shepherd, the sheep knows the shepherd's voice. And I saw on the documentary they did an experiment where they had four shepherds and they bundled all the sheep of the four shepherds, sheep, sorry, of the four shepherds. And one shepherd, would he has a whistling sound that he makes. And as he whistled, you saw his sheep, they just lift their head and look towards him. The others kept grazing. And I said, oh my God. So when I am looking all around and, and, and being disturbed, it's because I don't know my real shepherd. My shepherd is the confusion. My shepherd is the world that is making all this noise. And get me worrying. They are the distractions. So you have caused the world to be your shepherd. And so it, the world comes ever so often and says to you, this, that, that. And you're, you, 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 you are so alert and you fear and anxiety and worry overtake you. Because the world says you need to be worried. The world says you need to be fearful at this time. Because there's no food the world says, and the reality is people are dying, and don't get me wrong, people are dying, and people are contracting this coronavirus. But the Lord said, when you make me your shepherd, if this is the way I'm going to take you, take you home, I already have provision for you to come and be with me. Amen. And this caused me to, to, to check, and I said, Lord, I say to you, I love you. But I worry about dying. So, so how will I spend time with you if I don't die? Lord, I say, I love you, Lord. I want more of you. But how much more can I have when I'm in your presence? 
That's the most of you I can ever have. And so when the world comes and it distracts and it, and, it, and, it, and it speaks to us and it cries us to, out to us by name and it says, An Tamar. He cries out and he says, Ruth. The world knows us by name. But when you make the Lord your shepherd, the only voice you respond to is the voice of your shepherd. Because you will hear him say, I am here with you even through Corona. I will provide for you. The food you need, I'll provide. The strength you need, I'll provide. The sickness you have in and out, I can heal you. If it is that my will for you to be healed. So where are you today? Can you say like David, the Lord is my shepherd? Can you personalize it this morning? Can you say the Lord is my shepherd? He goes before me. He's my defender. He's my protector. He's my provider. He's my sustainer. He's my physician. Can you say that this morning with confidence? Or are you like the, Egyptian, the Israelites wandering in the desert saying, God, I see the manna, but I remember the onions and the leeks. Lord, help us to get to that place where we make you our shepherd. Help us to get to that place, God, that we can confidently declare, like David, you are my shepherd. Help us to get to that place, God, that we will recognize and we'll have the perspective that even though I do not have chicken this morning, I have all that I need. And it's not that David didn't desire things. He's not saying that I wouldn't desire other things. But he's saying that all that I need, God has provided. All that I need, God has the ability and the capacity to provide. No good thing will he withhold. All my life, he has been faithful. All my life, he has been so good. With every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. Good morning, everyone. What a word. What a word. What a timely word. Thank you, Pastor, for that timely word, for reminding us that in these times we have a good, good shepherd. For everyone that's listening, I would like to invite you, if you have not yet experienced the good shepherd, if you do not yet know the voice of your shepherd, won't you confess, won't you come, won't you ask, won't you come to the Lord saying, Father, I have sinned. Confess your sins to him, ask him. For those that are of us who've done it before, but we've forgotten, we've strayed, come back. God is saying in one scripture, he said, I will search for you wherever you are. I will bring you back. I will bandage those that are injured and I will strengthen those that are weak. Come to the Lord, confess. Oh, what peace the Lord can give if that's what you need what comfort he provides like no other like nowhere else what joy you will find what peace during these tumultuous times come to the Lord and we are also here for you we are we're ready we're willing we're able to pray with you if you need prayer you can reach out to us call us our telephone number is 469-333-0397. You can send us a text or you can drop us a line. Tell us of the goodness of God that you've experienced. Let us pray with you. Let us help you to gain that strength you need. You can email us at newhorizonmen at gmail.com. Let us pray. Father, 
I thank you for those this morning that have heard. I thank you, God, for the receptive ears. Father, I thank you for those that you've called to come to you. Those that are suffering, Father, we know, God, that you are sovereign, that you're all in all. And for those that are searching, God, those that need peace, Father, I pray, God, for your peace that passeth all understanding. For those, Father, that are burdened with the cares of the world who need a comforter, God, I pray that your comfort will be with them. Father, for those that are mourning, those that have lost loved ones, Father, you said, mighty God, that you comfort. Blessed are those that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Father, they may not understand. We never do, God, when we lose our loved ones, when we cry, why, why, why? We never do, God, but I pray, God, for your divine comfort. Father, for those that don't have jobs, God, that have empty cupboards, God, that are at their wit's end, they don't know where to get, God. We know, Father, that you are a provider. Father, that you provide for every need, God, according to your riches in glory. And I pray, mighty God, for your provision. Father, I pray, God, that as you provide for them, Father, whichever method or manner that provision takes, Father, that that provision, God, will be more than physical, Father. It will come with your word. It will come with your peace. It will come with your spirit, God. I pray, God, that as we go forward, we will never forget, God, this moment, this time. Father, this touch of yours. Father, I pray your continued blessing. I pray, God, that you will strengthen us as you strengthen your weak sheep. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh 
opportunity, Father God, to be with your children. We thank you, Lord God, that you are our good shepherd, that you know our name, you know our voice, you know us. And Lord, in turn, we are to be intimate with you and know that you are a God who provides, you're a God who protects, you're a God who heals, you are a God who comforts, you are a God who knows our name, and our names are written in the palm of your hand. Lord, we are grateful, and we are thankful because you are our Lord and King. So now may the grace of God go with you. May you be blessed this week in your going out and in your coming in. May your bread and your water be blessed. Have a blessed week.